0: All right what's up everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the far side of midnight today i am joined with giovanni white he is a luciferian a really awesome musician of progressive metal he's a content creator a youtuber and what's up man how are you doing today
1: i'm doing great it's a fantastic day how are you
0: i'm doing awesome man uh, so where can we find where can people find you if they want to reach you
1: um, they could find me on Facebook. They could find my, uh, both my uh, pages on Facebook, Ancient Bull, of Light and Archangel Royal. They also can find me on YouTube, Archangel Royal Official, uh, Angel Bull, Lights. Light. Also, uh, same thing on, um, uh, Instagram. Cool. Nice.
0: All right, man. So, um, yeah, I just recently discovered your channel, too, uh, when I was kind of doing some research for, like, you know, Luciferian left-hand path stuff, and, and you came up. So, um, first the first question i want to ask you is who is lucifer like and i mean that name i mean if you grew up in like a judeo-christian background like i kind of had a little bit of that wasn't real strict growing up but um you know we're taught that lucifer is satan um which equals something negative you know what i mean but like what who is lucifer to you like what does what does that actually mean for listeners Um,
1: from my understanding why lucifer i i personally like feel like it's Yeshua. I know that everybody has their own like personal experience in it, and that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, this energy appears to you and it's own form personally to you. So like, to me personally, Yeshua is Lucifer and, but it represents us as our hearts so as, as God. So mm-hmm. it's representing, you know, light barrier and knowing that um in Gnosticism, light represents knowledge. And so we are the barrier of that knowledge and so especially like when the experience like the ego death, you know, you're, you're getting that gnosis and you know that higher consciousness that knowledge is just like coming through you as you're vibing high. And so Lucifer to me represents the higher self.
0: Nice. The higher self, okay. Yeah. All right. Um so uh, how would you describe Luciferianism as a practice?
1: Uh, I would describe it as you know like it's you're just adding it in your own way and mm-hmm. you know whatever you feel and like, I know, like, a lot of business spirits had their own different practices. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, it's, like, in a you probably would say, like, a typical spiritual, spirituality, which many say is new age, but it's not the new about it because our ancestors have already been doing it for centuries, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, you're just transforming yourself in life, you know? You're taking the lessons in life, so you appreciate the bad, not just the good in life, so, because everything's a lesson, so... It's like you're, you're balancing that dualities by, you know, like that ego perception of duality. It is necessary so you can understand the lesson behind it, so you can appreciate the bad, so you can appreciate the the, the good more, a lot more in life, so being ready for everything as a whole, and it just creates a balance within your heart, your, your, your own higher self as well, and, you know, it's, life is a big lesson, you know, and- mm-hmm it's great to embody your own godhood and understanding who you truly are and you know you spread it knowledge to other people if they want it or help others remind themselves who they are Mm
0: -hmm. nice so would you describe uh luciferianism as a a practice of achieving gnosis like would you would just say self-deification as opposed to ascension or is it like the idea to basically like uh wake up the angelic self or the christ self is it something kind of like that or, or or is it kind of a um more of an individual practice that just differs upon each individual
1: to be honest i i see that as both like you know okay. embracing that like that sending yourself to whatnot and also you know helping others understand that and you know there's some people i came across a lot of people they don't want to understand it because they um mm-hmm. they feed into like the the bad information about Luciferianism, So mm-hmm. you know, but it's all good, you know. So yeah. and there are people obviously who want to learn and they get reminded who they truly are as you know gods in the flesh. And um so they most people come to me for like oh, advice advices on like you know what to do, or they want to learn some things. That's cool. I, I'm always happy to do that. And um other people, you know, they tell me their practices. So um yeah, I do see like that individual practice as well and, you know, whatever works for you, whatever falls your heart, because you are in our own journey. So, um, you know, you'll be eventually you'll be led to you know, where you're supposed to be on your path.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, um, when I when it, a lot of times when I find left hand path communities on the internet, you know, you always find like a little bit of good a little bit of bad of both. Yeah. Um. I typically find two different streams when it comes to Lucifer, Luciferianism practice. I'll find um, sort of like spiritual Luciferianism, you know, where like Lucifer is like an actual God to the to the person that practices, you know what I mean? Kind of like that. And then I'll, yeah. I'll find like something kind of like, um, and what is that temple? I'm like blanking out on the name right now like uh sort of like the temple of set sort of thing where it's like more of a philosophy i guess you know so people can like have like a philosophy to live by kind of like Levian satanism if you will you know Levian satanism is more like uh there are a lot of the affiliates are usually they're typically atheists not really very spiritual people but to them philosophy helps them and then the other stream um you know people will do magic actually magic and meditations and things like that it's great yeah do you find like a mix of both are helpful to you or do you um y- you seem like the like more of a to me you seem more like a spiritual kind of guy that would that would do the meditations because i know you practice yeah. as well things yeah. like that though so um lucifer is an actual being to you as well like your higher self you were saying so not not just
1: like this idea or, or like, a, right.
0: like a philosophical idea
1: yeah right? like, it, like in a way it kind of sees both mm-hmm. like um it's kind of like for example like my understanding of like what Satanists or how they perceive satan as a symbol mm-hmm. and then there's theistic satanists who understand satan as an actual being but me it's like i, I understand satan as both a, a symbol and also an actual entity so it's like you know same thing with lucifer and yeah pretty much
0: yeah it's cool like- <laughs> nice All right. Um, do you like, how long have you been practicing this path? You've been in it for a Um, while, right?
1: It had to been like nine years now, nine and a half years. It's pretty uh, pretty good.
0: Like that's long enough to like, know know some stuff about it. You know, I think (laughs) I have
1: met interesting people back then growing up. So it's just nice to, you know, learn some new things and, um, Get some understanding from your meditations and the information that you get, especially if you're reading up stuff on, on the internet. As, that, so how
0: did you how did you personally come across uh, like Lucifer as an actual like light that you know started inspiring your practice? Like how did you come across such an energy? Well,
1: I remember um like literally like 10 years ago, I was like just like exploring different things, like just looking at you like Spirituality and mm-hmm. levian Satanism, and I came across Luciferism when I read about that, and it just seems like so right. But although at that time I was actually identifying with spiritual Satanism because I, you know, I was researching that as well. But like Luciferism still stood out, and so that's when like I got more deeper into that, like a year after that, or or two years after that, and um, I just felt it like my intuition like uh what lucifer is to me basically okay it was like i like a, a light bulb above your head like ding
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay you know um some other questions i had for you today too they they've involved uh like like demonic work or demonic work i like to just say date the you know the typical greek word daemon is the word yeah. I, I use <laughs> most of the time i don't know i think it sounds better but i'm i'm kind of biased <laughs> i'm a language right. guy and stuff too um, like, so when you got into Luciferian work, did that lead you into like working with like Belial and like beings like that, King Payman? Stuff
1: like yeah. That? Um, started out with Astrox. I, I felt Astrox so strongly, like a stronger bond, like for some reason, and I couldn't figure it out. And then, like, Astro just stuck with me like more. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like come across some stuff about like having patrons and natrons all and, and like demonic patrons etc and then you know I come to I meditate on Astroff and I, I could realize that is one of my demonic patrons and so it was just like like when I first conjured Astroff he appeared as a male but now as a female really um, so yeah interesting so, yeah it's been like a strong bond since then
0: so what are, so like, just for some some listeners out there that may not be familiar with this kind of work, some of them may be, uh, like, I have a lot of listeners that are very new to this kind of stuff, so right. how, how would you describe a daemon or a demon? Like, what is, because like, you know, like, li- being born in the Western part of the world, Western culture, we, like, like it or not, most of us are going to have some sort of Judea christian uh, programming. Know very right. um sub very very deeply subconscious on like most of us. So when you hear the word demon, it's like ah, no 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 that's bad. Yeah, you hear Lucifer, it's like, oh, that's bad. You know, you, it's right. dark, it's you know, things like that. Um, what is a demon or a daemon Like, what is what is what, what is a demon? What is their job? What are they you know, like that idea to you? Like, do they reside in like some sort of infernal realm beneath humanity? Or are they just closer to humanity, want to help us, just old, like, because, like, my my understanding is that um, some of them are, like, the old gods, like the old Mesopotamian gods that took
1: on a different, like, energy, I guess. Right. You know? Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm going to get to that, too. Um,
0: yeah, okay. So
1: my understanding on um, Damon is Greek for divine power because they represent, like, something that's within us or are, are, like, different aspects of our divinity. And so when they, you know, are evoked or invoked, we're invoking that energy that's already within us. So um, like when they evoke, they just a, appear, they manifest as what, how we perceive them, which would make a lot of sense. Um, and it's like, I, I came across something online where it stated that there's apparently, you know how there's 72 names of Galatia Mm-hmm. Apparently, we have like seventy-two thousand small, like crystals, small as sand, located in the base of the spine near your ro- the root chakra, which makes a lot of sense as the root chakra represents, like you know, that lower energy, the um, you know, the carnal, as opposed to apparently there's like seventy-two thousand uh small crystals around our pineal gland that represents the Shamparas angels, and you know that's a higher energy, higher um chakras, higher realm, and um, so and that's where demons like. They're more like of the entities, like parasites that are from like the lower of the astral plane that really do school with people and whatnot. But so many people, unfortunately, uh, compare them as demons. Um, a Few years ago, I, had, I was on a liquid fast. Um, I got into that practice like 2016. Um, I wanted to channel um, Asmosius, which he just happened to be one of my patrons. And he told me, well, we're, we're still divine. So they're still a part of the divine itself because they're um within us and as we are, God's in the flesh, you know, they're still part of that divinity. As most people may not believe that, but um, because you know, they've mistaken them as the same as demons, but um as demons are not the divine. But um yeah, that was a, a good confirmation from Asmosius to me, uh telling me that they are divine and it came about a lot of people who didn't want to believe that but that's that's totally fine
0: that's pretty cool so like uh, when you when you I, I hate to say the word channel sometimes you know i don't know it's I feel like it's not the right word so when you work with these energies like uh demons daemons basically do you do i like what is your if you don't mind like and you don't have to tell me or the audience really because i know some things are private you know secret uh, do you use like angelic protection or do you like circles, triangles, things like that, Scrying
1: mirrors? Do you have any kind of method like that way to do it or? I personally, um, I just like the tune to their energy. Like I, I can understand that sigils are like a way to help you get into their frequency. Mm-hmm. So like from what I'm understanding, like oh, circles are like really not to protect you from them per se, but protect you from how because their energy can be intense at times, the same thing with angels from my experience. So like, what I mean by their energy can be intense, like like you really want to like constantly work with them and then it kind of like shaky walk from your focus where you start coming from your ego a lot more than lower vibrational. And you know, that's not them purposely doing that to you, but it's just that we have to be like, you know, responsible of our energy, how we approach these entities and such. So. These circles from my understanding is like to help us remind us to stay in balance within ourselves when we interact with these entities. But, um, yeah, like I, I like to use her sigils, um, to connect with them. Like, I got the Ash sigil online in here in a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, it's <that's> pretty cool <laughs> for a couple of years now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it was like that when I um, first started interacting with Ash I um, I just menaced on her sigil to help me connect with that energy. So, this is basically, you know, you're cut through the energy within yourself. And I find it much easier to um, get into that alpha of brain waves, which mm-hmm. helps you, you know, hear entities a lot more better when you're really relaxed and helps you raise your vibration. So, it helps easier to connect with the spirit realm, um, especially like when you're surrendering your ego. So, you're inviting your higher self so you can connect on a higher, higher wave so you connect with them easily.
0: Nice. So um Astaroth. Astaroth is like your 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 matron de- deity I guess you could say your yeah. oh, okay. All right. Uh have you worked with any others? I mean, I know, I mean, I've seen some of your videos. You, you worked with like, uh, several of them, I guess like King Payman and Yeah. Well, it was like, uh, tell uh-huh. me about that experience or experience. Well, yeah, King um, Pyman, yeah.
1: You know, some say he has a sense of humor, and, and I would say that's true. Really? <laughs> like, Sometimes I'm, I'm like in a bad mood. Sometimes I would think of him or talk to him, and then he he just kind of has that kind of goofy vibe. Like not like he's a like a goofy person, but he can come off that way, like because he know he he can, you know, that kind of way. And it's like he kind of reminds me of the jester energy from when you take DMT. Um, I never take DMT um I kind of did experience the gesture a little bit when I took films but um he just kind of reminds me of that because it kind of reminds you to not take life so serious mm-hmm. and still have fun um because you can manifest what you want in your life so you don't have to take things that bad away um I know I can't speak for people who are dealing with like a lot of serious stuff in their life and who may not understand manifesting stuff like that so but um yeah, he's he's great to work with. Very good for um people who you know for beginners and whatnot. And you know he does kind of have that energy where he has that you know that that closeness of the demonic and angelic realm in a way.
0: Yeah, how about
1: uh, Leviathan? I was gonna bring him up too. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah.
1: Every time I invoke Leviathan, I it's so surreal. Like I feel like I'm... If this makes sense, walking above water in the ocean, like everything just feels so smooth. Like you feel like in the astral level, like not in the physical, like spiritually, you kind of feel like there's like, you know, water moving beneath your feet. And I just feel so just flowing, like my energy is flowing, you know. So I one time I worked with him to release energy, like in an energetic blockage in my energetic body. So because water represents like flow and mm-hmm. Also, feminine energy. That's like another subject, but he helped me release energetic blocks in my body when I was a him. And nice. it's just always a good experience with uh, Leviathan.
0: Yeah. So, uh, which one, if you have a favorite? I don't know if they if they like you to say you have a favorite. They have like a, you have like a favorite one that you're drawn to the most. Um, besides
1: Asproff, <laughs> um, yeah, King Belial and uh, Anducius.
0: Okay. Tell me about Belial.
1: Um, there was a time where people kept coming at me on Facebook over the dumbest posts. Um, Like, I used to always post stuff, for example, like, that was political. And because of Kim Belial's energy, I was always standing up for myself. And because it was a group of people against me, just one person, I would always just... Not back down, you know. I he just that guy who helps you, that energy that helps you stand your ground and be dominant, and you know, stay true to yourself and not let people sway you off of your path and be strong. Like that earth energy that he represents, and he's just incredible.
0: Nice. Have you have you worked with Sea uh, Tree,
1: the Prince, at all? Um, recently, actually, like a few weeks ago, for the first time. Really. Um, I- really came across any results yet so i'm um, still waiting on that but i still like to interact with the energy like i still talk to him here and there like i like to grow a bond with them you know okay i
0: don't i mean i, I have a buddy who's getting into the goetia, and he and i have been having this dialogue for like a little while now yeah and uh, both of us are like reading the goetia and like kind of you know taking notes and kind of talking to each other about it and stuff and right. see is the, is the energy, the the daemon that sticks out to him. Yeah. For me, it's King it's King Pyman, you know? But, like, for him, it's Sea C- Tree.
1: Gotta be reaching out to you guys, and that's pretty yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> um, I'm a big horror movie fan, man. Or actually, I'm a big movie fan, period, but I love horror films and stuff. I'm, <laughs> a, fiction, I'm a fiction writer as well, and um, I know, like, you've seen Hereditary? What's that? The Hereditary film by uh, Ari Arster. It's like a... I don't even know how to describe that movie, man. It's kind of like a... Um, have you seen um, Midsummer? That film, Midsummer.
1: Yeah, that okay. movie was.
0: <laughs> same director, same writer-director, but it's like it's uh, it's the pred- the predecessor to Midsummer, but uh, King King Pyman is one of the demons in the film. Like they they reference that's him in the film. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah
0: yeah, I just- yeah, yeah, It's pretty cool. Like I'm not like I haven't watched in a while. I've seen it twice now, and I'm not really sure. I don't want to say like it's a very accurate um, portrayal of you know King Payment's energy, but it, it's it's interesting to watch. I mean, after seeing it twice you now, I kind of laughed at the ending. In a sense. <laughs> it's I don't want to spoil it for you. You just have to check it out. Let me know what you think. I see. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just check it out because he's definitely referenced in there. So, but um, man, what else? Was, I mean, this we're going in a good direction here. Like, so do you work with angels too? Yeah, angels and demons. Okay, do you ever do like uh like where you you invoke angels and then you kind of invoke demons, kind of balancing the positive and the negative charges of the arc field anything like that or
1: and both at the same time um
0: like like in the same session
1: i, I guess um i haven't invoked in the same session like at oh. times i would mostly evoke angels it's not often that i invoke them to be honest but oh, evoke angels okay it was always a good experience though when i had invoked them like i would invoke like archangel michael raphael Uriel, gabriel sandaphone and lord metatron at the same time and it was always a really positive energy there was a time where i invoked archangel ariel and like it was like phenomenal experience but i felt like so like very good high vibrational and positive and very mindful Mm -hmm. in that experience and, um, but, um, yeah, I had, there was a few times what I had uh, called upon them when I, as I'm calling upon like demons and working and it never really felt like they were like enemies or anything like that. It just seemed more like just different energies, you know?
0: Nice. Are you, uh, do you, have you read, uh, apotheosis before? Michael, um, w, michael w ford's work on it, it's this is kind of i guess i'm kind of segueing back to lucifer for a second but like he talks more about like the i have i mean i have like an ebook version of it but i haven't i haven't dove into it yet
1: i haven't read it but it's probably a good chance that's on my wish list yeah <laughs> yeah it's more books do i want to read by him
0: yeah yeah i mean he's kind of a big name i think in the luciferian community
1: definitely
0: well.
1: yeah um he's like like isn't
0: to me yeah yeah uh yeah there's like him there's i mean there's like several of them i guess like ea EA Kuwaiting's pretty big out there i mean i think everybody who knows like left-hand oh, yeah. path uh demonic work they all know like his name and stuff though and every and like it's such a diverse path you know like everybody does things a little bit different more in their own way yeah. you know and yeah. there's like um i guess there's like friendly disagreements too some people will say you know if you're going to do going to work with uh any of the 72 demons you must do it a specific way or and then uh,
1: definitely
0: and then there's people who, who've had results not doing it that way you know what i mean right, so it's right, exactly. like I, I guess um i'm always under under the impression that we have some sort of like guidance some sort of like non-physical guidance right. that like draws exactly. us towards a certain spiritual path and like how we actually step on the path you know what i mean yeah. it's like that yeah um so uh, have you done any are you are you also interested in like like deity work you know at all too or it's yes, uh, definitely really?
1: okay um, a lot of oh, let's Drop this for a second there yeah, uh, but uh yeah i had a uh, work with a few deities like greek gods uh, Norse pagan not that many Norse pagan um some Egyptian gods and um also interact with like so Sophia, uh, the Earth goddess, and Iana, and um, who else? It's not often that I, I interact with Roman gods, but I would like to connect with that energy. But oh, yeah, um, yeah there's, there's a few out there who are my favorites that I like to go to interact with. Some of them just come right towards you, you know, like uh, the Egyptian god Ra, like. I know a lot of people don't have good experiences with Ouija boards. Um, I here and there I use mine, and Raw always came through. Like only a few times King Pyman actually had, but Raw was like the main one who's front and center. Always wanted to give me information on some things. Nice,
0: nice. And you said like uh, you've had kind of like a um, some inspiration going towards like some Roman gods too, a little bit, but it's it's not that often. Right. Um, any particular Roman gods that you that kind of draw to you, or
1: um, I can't really say any that's drawn to me, but the current maybe I, might be drawing. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would like to um, connect with Neptune. You know, for some reason, you know, Neptune so I, really. Yeah, I've okay. been like thinking about energy are you a pisces so, uh, i'm actually a sagittarius <laughs> a
0: sagittarius okay i'm a pisces so i was just kind of wondering yeah like yeah all right awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the big blue planet man talks to me yeah. all the time
1: <laughs> it's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah neptune huh recently i've been kind of reading about uh, let me see here, leviathan you yeah. know, like Le- Leviathan's been, uh, I have a thing for dragons, man. I don't know what it, it's just, <laughs> something I like, like your- that, man. I, I love dragons, man. That's like my, that's been my thing forever. uh Yeah, so, Le- Leviathan look, and Tiamat, you know, Tiamat's another one that I've been kind of reading about because I love the mythos with Tiamat, yeah. you know, so I, I haven't right. done any work with her yet, but I, I like cool. that energy. Hmm?
1: I came across a book of about her on Amazon. And I had Suede Ox. I wasn't sure if I wanted to get it, but now that I want to, now I can't find it. (laughs) Really? Right. Yeah. So I have to. I have to find it somewhere else.
0: Do you remember? Do you recall the title? Was it like a grimoire, or was it just like a book, Mm -hmm. like a like a kind of like a working book or something? I
1: guess. I assume that it's a a working book. Okay. Okay. But if I come across it, I'll, I'll definitely like throw it on my wish list asap.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, like, I came across, uh, what's her name, Azenoth Mason, you know, you familiar with her? Yeah, she wrote, She has a, she has a grimoire, like, all for Tiamat, basically, you know.
1: That's awesome. That's Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I have, I do have one book from hers, it's uh, the Draconian workbook. <laughs> Draconian you know? Magic the draconian magic yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty cool book man you might like it it has it has like everything that you're about is on there (laughs) basically you know i think the first deity on the the list and there's like lucifer and then lilith and it's like all the dark infernal ones something you know some of the ones that people are a little bit more kind of afraid of i guess to work with you know um there is a certain energy with the book like just having it out has like this (laughs) <laughs> it's something like it's one of those types of books you know like you have it sitting in your coffee table or whatever and you can kind of feel the book from a distance yeah it's it a book like up. that you know <laughs> but if you like it but if you're drawn to things like um like breathwork pranayama or qigong and then the like any of the infernal deities it's i'm not trying to plug the book listeners by the way i'm not really i'm not getting paid to mention this book at all in case anybody wonders <laughs> but uh um, yeah but if a person is drawn to practices like that they're they're all in there basically like breath work yeah. and uh blood magic awesome. yeah stuff like that do you look, do, 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 do
1: oh go ahead oh let's pick her brain by reading that book.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um i was gonna ask you like uh do you do anything like uh blood magic or um yes. packs stuff like that
1: blood magic yes um it's actually one of my favorite forms of magic um okay I got into it years back. Only got one book about blood magic. Um, the name, the author, is named just Seth. Like, no more details in that. But really? the book is called Yeah. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is Seth Green, where I read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the title is it's, it's simply called Blood Magic. It's, it's really good. Uh, it's been years since the last time I read it, but it's, it has some good information. And um, yeah, Blood Magic... Um, I really enjoy it. I understand, like, like your DNA is basically conscious. Like, we have water in our body, 90% of it, and it's in our blood, and it's, and it's conscious. Like, um, this uh, Japanese doctor discovered that. Um, I forgot his name, Yoshi Miyamoto, something like that. Oh, uh,
0: Dr. Omoto?
1: Yeah. I got, yeah. A few years ago. and Messages, messages in the water? Yeah. got, yeah. So, it's
0: pretty cool work.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, when you're put in that, that intentions, your blood reacts to that, the water in your blood. So that's a, a good example of how um, blood magic works. So then it's like you're, you know, like I like to practice sigil magic as well. So I create a sigil, so I use the blood to charge the sigil. Um, and obviously there's other ways to charge it, but, um, or I would drop some blood in a flame with it candle magic as well. So they could put the energy out there more because blood is a very powerful life force.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, there's something about um like body fluids and intention and astral energy, you know, connected to some sort of, some sort of current. And then like something happens, you know, <laughs> it's definitely yeah, something, definitely. something to that for sure. Um, what else was going to ask you? Oh yeah. Okay. I kind of want to get into some cosmology for a moment, if you don't mind for a few moments, some cosmology, because I think one of the misconceptions mm-hmm. about you know, the LHP or a left-hand path for people who don't practice left-hand path is they hear, they hear terms like infernal realms, um, blanking out on like another one right now, you know, hell realm, hellish realms. And yeah. because of our programming that we have, we look at those as like places of suffering, evil, you know, things that we don't want to get near. So like, what is the idea of uh hell for you? Like heaven realm, hell realms, Do those ideas exist within your awareness or are they just like metaphors to you?
1: As you say, um, it's whatever you believe it to be. Oh, okay. You know, if you believe you're going to go to heaven, then you go, you're going to believe that you're going to hell, then you're going to go. And the spirit is going to be, if you, however you perceive it to be like, if I believe that hell is going to be like something that's not bad, but just something that's normal, like something like you're here on earth in this physical realm, then that's the experience that you're gonna have. Then it's like, okay, if if I see heaven as, you know, I'm just out somewhere that's very beautiful, like a metal or something, and just all these radiant energies around everything's beautiful and a, a, a harmonious experience, then that's the experience I'm gonna have.
0: Okay, so you so you basically uh, resonate with the idea that the the universe is mental, I guess. Like one one of these seven hermetic principles. Like it's basically we live in we pretty much live in just like a mental universe. Like we're just awareness. Yeah, everything is like okay, (laughs) all right. That makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because, well, for one, I haven't had this opportunity to really talk to a left hand pather on this podcast yet. You know, so you are the you are the first. Awesome. Um, Yeah, man, you're definitely officially the first. And I know like a lot of people um, will inquire about things like that, because some people are very curious and they want, you know, they start reading literature on the left hand path, and then they come across terminology like infernal deities or hellish realms and things like that. And, you know, we're taught, we're programmed in the Western paradigm that, you know, those words are bad. Not everybody I mean, I guess if you're curious enough, you will start researching things and learning terminology, like uh, an example would be hell coming from Helios in Greek, which is like just the sun, you know, it's like, what's bad about the sun, <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> things like that. And then we just, you know, people have create like, a, like religious authorities and, and these institutions have sort of created these ideas that they're negative. Right, And then, um, as much as I love the divine comedy, you know, Dante's Inferno, you know, um, it, that also was misrepresented, I think in some ways as well, instead of looking at it as like nine levels of like, the the lower parts of humanity or the lower parts right. of itself, you know, people think they're like literal places, you know, things yeah, like that.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was just kind of curious, you know, because like, um and a lot of left-hand path literature you do come across things like that like uh king of hell mother of witches of hell or things like that you know yeah. so there may be people that, yeah so anyway so so they're more um so for you it's it comes down to belief i guess like where your your awareness is is plugged into right. okay
1: yeah. okay and it's it's very interesting especially when you brought up uh, Dante's Inferno. I actually watched the animated movie.
0: Mm -hmm. That's um, a good one. It's a real good one. Um,
1: It also, like, it seems symbolic. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. It seems symbolic of, like, the self of, like, the things you needed to heal within yourself going through those different, those seven levels of hell. Like, it's self-reflection, and it's kind of like something that we're already doing in this living life, too. Like, we have to, like, you know, face our own hell to transform ourselves. And... So, like Abraham, religion, they try to make it seem like you know we're suffering. We should stay away from stuff like that. I would say embrace it so you could transform because we're you know we're like alchemists, we're spiritual alchemists. You know, it's like life is alchemy. We're transmuting ourselves, coming from lead and change to gold with the sun. You mm-hmm. know, and the higher consciousness, and enlightenment. So you have to face your shadows, you have to face your demons in order to grow.
0: Yeah, I, I whole, whole, wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, what are some what are some methods or ways that you find very beneficial to embrace the shadow, to embrace the dark, to embrace like these kinds of things that we're afraid of? Like, what do you, what do you recommend for like novices out there that may be getting into this kind of work, you know, that may be afraid? Cause some people are like, I want to do it, but I'm kind of hesitant to it. And I'm not sure if I should, or I've been taught this. Like, I, I hear that a lot with people like, oh, I've been yeah. taught that. I've been, what what they're really saying is I've been programmed to think that Lucifer is kind of a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah. <'cause,
0: laughs> and, he, and he's like, he doesn't really want to help me. And he's just, he's going to deceive me and blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, I was like that when I um was first looking into LeVay and Satan. And I was like, okay, hey, what if it is what they say it is? And now in part, in part of me, he's like, well, what if it's not? <laughs> and yeah, then I went yeah. went and- yeah. reading on it and I was like. Wow, I actually can agree with a lot of this stuff, <laughs> and yeah. so that's the thing. Like, you have to like let go of that losing of fear that they put in you, that they program in you constantly, like in these in, in the entertainment, in movies, TV shows, and whatnot. And you have to like go ahead and then see for yourself. You have to see for yourself. That's the thing. See for yourself, and um, you start to learn a lot, and you come across. Some, you'll definitely come across. You know, for listeners, you'll definitely come across some things that. You're actually going to find it interesting and going to make a lot of sense to you, and it's going to make you want to explore more of that shadow within yourself, and then try to understand things. The more you know, you're open to your healing, and the more mindful you are, as it to have an open heart to understand in of yourself, because all these aspects are really aspects of yourselves. So, you want to come from your heart, and not the judgment of what's what you find, and because your intention is to heal and transform yourself. So you're doing this for you. And that is in, in other words, a good practice of self-love, you know, practicing shadow work and whatnot. So um, you know, embrace the shadow, embrace the fears because it's gonna be on your side when you're not trying to push it away. And you know, you decide to observe the feeling not just what you find in your mind and, you know, maybe there was some trauma that you dealt with. Um, it may be hard for some because I know a lot of people out there have experienced some terrible things. So, observe it. Like, it takes practice. It's not, you're not going to just get it just like that. So, observe what you feel. Observe what you see. And it's like stoicism, you know, just, observe it don't judge it you could change it you transform what you feel about it and you change your perception about it so you can have power over it and then you know it started to make you more stronger
0: oh man yeah nicely put yeah i absolutely like him yeah you know it sounds like a i did a collaboration with hunter recently and um, i said something kind of similar to that but yeah really good advice like observe it uh kind of it's as much as it kind of hurts sometimes, it's kind of good to yeah. bathe, bathe in it a little bit, kind of saturate yourself, oneself in, into it a little bit. Right. But yeah, 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 nicely put. Okay, yeah, so um, the shadow, it's a very, very important part of it. So would you agree that the 72 daemons are also 72 aspects of ourselves as well? Not just like external beings, but they're also like a part of us as well? Yes. Because we're conscious beings, so we have, okay, all right, man, cool. Hmm. And I think we kind of covered like a whole lot though, but like, I mean, I can go into some some more stuff though. So um, yeah. let's kind of segue back to Lucifer for a moment. So um, so we've established that Lucifer is like you were saying, the higher self, pretty much yeah. like the, the one that's going to bring light. I know in one of your videos, you say that you, uh, you, you refer to Lucifer as a uh, Halel, right? yeah yeah yeah. yeah all right i remember that yeah i actually i like that 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 too i mean the the, the word like the latin name is pretty cool sounding too though but like yeah um, Halel. yeah um is Halel a being i mean i've watched like several videos on on youtube and people tend to have like um they share their own experiences with lucifer as well and one of the things yeah. that sticks that stands out to me as an observer Kind of doing their homework about all of this is that a lot of people say that lucifer really is like he really wants to bring like enlightenment to the person though so he's like a really good being that wants to elevate us and um they attack they often will attach like christ to that you know some people even think that jesus is lucifer
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh like do you agree with that or is that um yeah, yeah um i mean i mostly will call him yeshua but like yeah I, I feel like like i don't i personally don't believe jesus was an actual person but like okay. just that metaphor that you know expressed that we are a god you know and um like i know i understand like a lot of christians take the bible too too literal yes but you know he actually does mention in the bible that we are a god um like one of my favorite quotes is um be still and know that i am god and that's a good represent- That's a good example there. You know, explaining that, you know, you and I are a God. You can do the things I can do, which he was telling his follow his followers and whatnot. And to keep me to understand, instead of like, you know, idol- idolizing something outside of you, understanding that that's within you. What you're looking for is really within yourself. You have to just change that attention on that frequency of what you want so you can bring that out as you manifesting.
0: And embodying it. Nice. Yeah, I would agree. Um, another question I have too, which is related to this topic, is the adversary. Because um recently I was kind of doing a little mental gymnastics with myself and going, okay, like before having you on this podcast, I was going, <clears throat> We're gonna talk about Lucifer, and I'm thinking about Jesus. And I was like, Jesus was kind of a was kind of an adversarial character as well, because he went against the norm, against the grain, against what the Pharisees and Sadducees and the, you know, teachers of the law were. So in a way, you know, the character of Jesus or the person of Jesus was very much an adversary. What does an adversary, what does the adversary to mean to you? Because like, for people who are like new to um, researching the left-hand path, that maybe wanted to get into it, they, they will come across that, like, you know, the adversarial path or sinister path. They will see the word adversary somewhere, you know, we usually kind of have like a negative connotation with the word adversary. What does that mean to you?
1: Um, That aspect of ourselves where it is necessary for us to um, think for us, what's the best way to put it? It is necessary for us to think for ourselves and you know, embrace individualism and because it can be the right thing to do. Um, like for some people, it may be bad. You have to follow the rules and whatnot. Sometimes you have to break the rules in order to get things done the right way. And for, um, you know, to get the message out there or to get results that you want. Like for example, if today some soldiers had to follow the rules to sit together, to get this mission done in Afghanistan, but it can possibly fail, so somebody's gonna have to rebel, gets to rule in order to you know go their own way, in order to save everybody else, not just themselves, to get that mission done. Um, and we also have like that lower self in us besides the higher self. That lower self, you know, from my understanding, is um, you know Satan, the ego self. You know, like. Anton they say it's this symbolic of the carnal. And so, you know, Yeshua is it's like they're telling us that he was also embodying that aspect of himself. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that because long as it's in a way that's not gonna really that like you're not gonna screw yourself over big time. Like, for example, you're not going to kill somebody. You know that you're going to go to jail for a very long time, you know. But if you say, for example, if you had to embrace that adversary to take someone out in order to protect other people because if their life was, like, in danger. Yeah. You know, then you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be rewarded. People are going to thank you for saving their life because you had to do it. You know, And Hinduism, they call that Dharma.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes you have to break the rules. The rules are made up. I think we, I think on our Lords of Chaos panel recently, we had where we kind of went over like a spectrum of good and evil. Yeah. You haven't checked out that episode, check that episode out, guys. It's a pretty good one. Um, Now I'm going to dive into like a big fat question. And if if I have any family members that may be listening to this, they may be like, oh shit, why did, why did he, why did he even go there? (laughs) So my next question, man, is who is Satan? <laughs> who who is Satan? Is Satan Lucifer or who just like who is who,
1: who what does that even mean to you? Like who is Satan? Let's go <laughs> there for a moment. <laughs> uh, that carnal the ego self of yours, that uh the desire, the three-dimensional mind. And um as like the uh, Lucifer, aka the higher self, is that fifth dimensional mind? So like you know, they say, okay, you we're not supposed to like have so much desires or whatever or embrace sin and whatnot. But I do believe that sometimes sin can be, um, you know, from my understanding, sin, aka unconsciousness can't be necessary because there has to be a balance in everything, you know. So balance consciousness and balance unconsciousness. So like you know, like I said, you know, um, if you were to if you're being attacked, you got to defend yourself. you got to sometimes break that ego, Satan, to defend yourself. You know, you got to kick some ass, right? You're not going to, like, mm-hmm. let's not push you around, like, especially if, you know, they have a weapon or anything like that. Or, you know, like, um, until they say, you know, someone disrespecting your home, you know, destroy them, you know, put them in their place, you know, you got to. <laughs> so, and, yeah. you know, there is that karma of ourselves when, you know, you're, you know, you're being intimate with your partner, you know? So, that's from my understanding of what Satan is—just that that karma aspect of ourselves—and you know we can't completely push our egos away. That's why when we experience ego death, our ego is not going to be gone completely, like permanently. It's, that's a temporary experience. It's going to always be there. So Satan, can, you know, Satan is that lesson. You know, without Satan, you know, how are we going to like have that? How are we going to embrace our higher self? So we have to, you know experience the lows in ourselves and in life in order to experience the highs and vice versa
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense uh what do you think about the the hebrew term satan or shaitan as like an accuser you know you know what i mean like is that is that like another aspect of the ego self that we have as well
1: to be honest i haven't even like gotten to even look into that um okay know, their, their way of saying i heard um shaitan sometimes like here and there but i never really dig deep into understanding like you know why they call that in their perspectives
0: okay yeah i was just kind of curious because people have different ideas about what that is like uh my own personal idea is uh almost identical to the buddhist concept of mara if you know what that if you're familiar with mara mara in buddhism is like it's kind of like the internal not, not an external being but like a an internal being, you know, like the ego kind of critical. And so when Buddha was uh, meditating under the Bodhi tree and at some point, like it doesn't say how long in the sutras that he sat under the tree, but at some point, like um, a vision of Brahma or God showed up to him and was like, Hey, you did a great job. Why don't you just go back to the palace and be a king and, you know, like just be what your father wanted you to be you know, take the throne and do all this stuff. You've been sitting here and you've achieved a very high amount of consciousness, but then he refused. And as he refused, the Brahma turned into some like beautiful women. You know, they were like the daughters of Brahma. Yeah. And then he refused the temptation. It's very similar to the, like the temptation of Christ in the Bible. And then when he refused and just sat sternly under the tree, focusing on his inner self, focusing as awareness and whatnot um he found out that that was mara tempting him you know so mara's like that internal kind of like shaitan kind of character i don't know that's just like yeah. what i've kind of come across a little a little bit with this that's interesting. yeah yeah it's pretty cool stuff i'm kind of interested in l- learning more about um because like my whole personal magical path you know like i'm very thinly influenced you know just like kind of looking at things like, uh, yeah, like all kinds of, you know, lima. there's like light and dark as well, balancing and ceremonial Mm -hmm. magic and stuff, you know, hermeticism. Hermeticism and stuff too, of course. But um, I'm interested in learning more about some of the infernal deities and the 72 demons of the Goetia. So like I want to kind of get more information. That's one other reason why I thought it'd be really great to have you on and stuff, though. So kind of going back to that, I want to kind of uh, circle back to what you were saying. You were saying something about um, where the root chakra is, like that part of the spine. There's some kind of crystals in there, you're saying?
1: Yeah, 72,000. Apparently, we have like 70,000 of them. Yeah, 70,000 around our own
0: Wow. That is, man, I never never even heard of that before. That's like mind-blowing. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up later.
1: I think I still have the YouTuber who... um, was talking about that um, on one of my playlists. Um, it's on uh, EA quittings channel, and he had he basically had the guy to talk about that um, on his channel. Um, I should still have it. And it was also a post I came across as well, and I had shared it. And you know, obviously, somebody um tried to like oppose that idea, but that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was really nice to share for people to understand and to um, get to know.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it sounds very similar to the like the Talmud or some of the some of the like the uh, not kind of like kind of kabbalistic a little bit like there's I think it's a Talmud. I could be wrong. I'm going to like listen to this later and go, I was wrong for saying that that's not the right source. But I believe it's the Talmud. And it says there's like a something in there that says there's like like 10,000 demons her, on her left and like 50,000 on her right something kind of like that you know like there's like less demons on the left and there's more demons on the right i'm pretty this sure i'm gonna have this quote wrong but that's the gist of it basically though you know yeah, so we, it like it. yeah it, it's just kind of i don't know you know um some people say that the infernal deities the demons are a little bit easier to work with than the angels we just say that's true or we just say they're like the same for you
1: um I would say, like, they're equally, like, easy because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I basically observe how I work with them. Like, things can manifest fast when you're working with demons Sometimes they can take take their time with angels, but the other times, they can manifest really fast when you work with angels. So it's like, hmm, because I, I remember some people saying, like, yeah, they, they, they prefer demons because, you know, things happen more faster but with my personal experience, like they both was like equally, you know, fast and okay. there was time. And sometimes it wasn't as fast with demons. So I guess maybe it all depends on where our energy is, and you know how balanced we are when we work with these entities.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. Would you say that 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 the demon that the demonic energies are kind of like, uh, sort of like so strong that you have to like spend like a longer time preparing yourself before you work with
1: them, things like that. Or you have any like do you have any warnings for the listeners? <laughs> I would say, I mean, if you guys gonna like work with them for the first time, or you already started to have for a long time, but um you'll still need to understand more. Um I will recommend meditating before uh, working with them. Um I honestly was go I say that for even with angels or any other entities that you want to work with a sport with meditate so you can like get that balance within yourself because these are different frequencies that you're tapping into. And so you don't want it to like, you know, throw you off balance. You know, they say for some people, it can really mentally, you know, mess them up. Maybe nothing that's like too extreme, but, um, you know, that's some people say, um, I haven't ex- experienced anything extremely bad. I can say that the only thing I experienced is where there was just times where I just kept thinking about stuff that was, that relates to, you know, some hard stuff that I dealt with when I was younger. And so I came to conclusions that that's just, Damien just wanted me to face that so I can heal from it. So they may throw things at you guys for you to face and heal so you can set more further into your sovereignty
0: nice okay that makes a lot of sense it makes a whole lot of sense though so yeah meditation is very important you know getting getting into your awareness and yeah okay and all that though yeah it's it's, it's a lot i mean anything spiritual related is going to be kind of quite a bit of work it seems like anyway though Yeah. yeah um do you have any like recommendations of like any kind of literary resources or any other resource i mean i would just say go to ancient bloodline of light you know and check out your channel you yeah. know like yeah yeah you yeah, have you have some some really good videos on that you have any um any other tips for people that kind of starting out that
1: we, we may not um, have covered let's see where are we again <laughs> definitely read books on the topics and um also read books on Meditation, if you guys, if you like to, um, I, I definitely would recommend that because in general, even if you're not working with entities, I feel like meditation is very beneficial for you in life in general to do, handle life. And if you want, also get into practice of yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong or something that can help balance you and keep you grounded within yourself because, you know, everyday life, you know, you're going to be dealing with things that's obviously going to throw you off or people or situations. And so you want to at least have something that could, you know, keep you in your anchor to keep you grounded. And so and it is encapsulating with your spiritual work and working with entities and you know they can help you with a lot of things. And especially when it comes to making hard decisions in your life that can be important to get you from plan A to B. Like, for example, you needed to um, you talk to Archangel um, Michael for some guidance or King Belial for a court case or, you know, King Pyman to help you stay balanced within your mind um uh, stressful situations, you know, it, it would be great to, you know, already have that, you know, groundedness within yourself. So it becomes a lot more easier over time because, the more you guys practice these things, the more easier it will help to connect with these entities as well, so effortlessly, like, as if you're, you know, talking to yourself in your head and whatnot, and you start to get to know um, their energy a lot more, because you're becoming more used to it, and I also find it important to, um, you know, cleanse yourself um, here and there, so it is equivalent to, you know, taking a bath, you know, having to clean yourself, you know, so clean your energy, and You know, ground yourself and practice shooting your energy because I know there's a lot of people out there who are empathic and taking a lot of energy from other people and and places and whatnot. So these are really good, you know, basic techniques as well to help you in your everyday life. Nice, very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for enlightening us with that. So um, another one is on this path, the path that you're on. You know, like Luciferian path, left hand path. I know that it's kind of different from individual to individual, but for you what is the what is the main goal of it like what is what is your 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 aspiration for
1: practicing as you practice I would say it may sound very simple but just to understand who you truly are as a sovereign in this life and you know I, there's people who understand that we are in like a, a mental not just systematic matrix in this everyday life uh, what I mean by mental is um like a lot of us are being blocked from understanding our sovereignty and understanding that God is within. Because, you know, for example, like Abraham religious blocking that from us understanding that. So, it's not to step out of the matrix. This is like a, a game, basically. So, how to play the game is understanding who you truly are and manifest what you want in your life, so you can, you know, gain more knowledge and you know learn less, embrace life, live it to the fullest. Excuse my language. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> and um, keep learning. See everything as a lesson. Um, it may not seem like it, but it is. Um, embrace it and just keep growing. Um, and, you know, those not shy away from wanting to learn more and understand more. And regardless of how much we may know, there's still so much to learn. I absolutely agree with that like you can be
0: on the you know I have a martial arts background and been doing it for a long time <laughs> like more than 30 years you know and um it's like the more I learn the more basics still have to be done <laughs> yeah you know absolutely. at the end of the day you're still just learning punches and kicks and whatnot you know it's, it's like the same thing for decades and decades that, that you're doing you know yeah so yeah awesome man that's really cool uh i know i had a couple of a couple more questions too we're getting kind of near the end here but um so like i was asking you about the goal um, i know like some people kind of get into it as almost like a a way of dealing with their their own darkness you know like um on the left-hand path or sometimes i like to call it to i like to call it the shadow path yeah. you know because it's the path that it's easy to kind of go towards the lighter subjects. And, you know, even I'm speaking for myself as well. You know, it feels good to kind of, I love the sun, man. I, I like the morning. That's my favorite time of the day is to get up and see the sun like above me. You know what I mean? I like no, I like yeah. night as well, but the sun's my thing, you know, it's my jam. I like to go out there and breathe in that sun prana a lot, you know. And one um, of the criticisms, maybe I shouldn't say criticism criticisms, but one of the things I come across a lot from um, Left Hand Path, like authors spiritual authors and spiritual coaches and things like that or they would just say that this path isn't for everybody which i agree with i don't think any path is for everybody (laughs) yeah um because it's not easy going towards the dark right you know like embracing the darker parts of yourself or just like going um it's like going in like a dark tunnel you know but within that darkness, there's like, you know, the idea, I guess, is to the reward. Maybe I should say reward, but finding the light in that, though, you know. Right. Um, man, I don't even know where I was going with this. I'm just <laughs> kind of going on with this, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's talking a lot right now, though. But um, yeah, so like a lot of left-hand path people, uh, not everybody, but some of the writers, some of the literature some of the videos i've come across they kind of have this sort of like um right-hand path you know they kind of want the fluffy lighter kind of easy easy peasy life then the left-hand path you know like uh people you know we play by our our own rules and which you know who doesn't like that i mean some people don't like that but breaking the rules you know um i don't know how, how do you feel about that how do you feel about the about about that type of description, you know, like going into the dark and, you know, being a, a lamp unto thyself, you know, like, I mean, you don't, to me, you don't come across as a person that feels like uh, when you're, when you tread this path, you seem like you have an alliance with you. Like, you don't seem like you're, you know, like talking to you for almost an hour. You don't seem like you're, you're taking all this credit. Like, look what I've done, look what I've achieved in my path. You're like, you know, like you've, you've been telling me about your relationships you've had with certain some of these energies and stuff you know yeah yeah i mean do you Um, feel
1: that way or is it um to be honest when i first started like these practices i was feeling like i was like superior and all that stuff and and i come to realize that a lot of people actually experience that and i call it the apocalypse syndrome and the reason why like if you movie. You see how Apocalypse in the movie, he feels like he's superior, there's movies are superior to everyone and he wants to create a balance by getting really like a lot of humans. So that's why I call it this Apocalypse. syndrome. And um, like when you're spirits enlightenment, you just feel like people who are not on that not understanding of the conscious, like it ain't shit. But you start (laughs) to come down (laughs) and you start to understand like, damn, that was through the ego. So it was like a test of the ego. To see where i'll still be at regardless of how much knowledge i'm gaining and i find that pretty i find it fair <laughs> so yeah, i can't yeah. that so um and that's the thing that the ego always throws less than you that's why we need satan there's satan is a lesson for you so um i and, and metaphorically speaking when it comes to like the left hand path it's like you're sinking, you're in the middle ocean, you're sinking to the deep end, it's getting darker, it's getting darker. It's, and it's, yes, it's scary, yes, it's gonna be anxiety and you're gonna be fucked up emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. But within that darkness, deep down in, there's so many things that's hidden of yourself that needs to come to the light, that you need to embrace and transform from the darkness to the light. And it's like, the darkness is symbolic how the darkness is so powerful because it's like, that's what most of the universe is made out of, is dark energy, this darkness. And it started out with darkness and then came to light. And like the seven day, what they say, you know? So <clears throat> that's where all that knowledge is. And the subconscious represents the darkness and the subconscious within it, like the subconscious mind takes in so much more information than the conscious mind, like everything, even if you're not directly paying attention to something and that's not in your clear vision, your subconscious mind is still taking that information. Like if you see the movie called Focus, started on Will Smith, um, like there's a scene where there's like, they were programming this guy's subconscious mind because even if he wasn't noticing, there's was like a the symbol on the certain layer, it was his subconscious mind was still taking that information. And so, um, it just shows how your subconscious takes so much information. Even like, as soon as you come out of the womb, you're born it starts taking so much from there. Even if you don't remember something, your subconscious has it. So the subconscious mind represents that darkness that you need to embrace so you can embrace that, that knowledge from source.
0: It's funny that you say that because I was kind of thinking about that today. I was thinking about how um, when we're born, when we come out of our mother's womb, you know, like, there's, like, this, like, kind of fresh, like, reset kind of thing that happens, you know, like, this fresh, like, yes. experience. And then, like, we, we reach a certain age. and Of course, we don't remember coming out. You know, some people, and this is probably treading on a different subject about death, but um, really I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> kind of go in the direction you're talking about with the subconscious. So, like, a lot of people will say that when, uh, when, we, when we die or when we, you know, leave this body, drop this body, we would just go into darkness and there's, like, nothing there. But we kind of came from that as well. You know, we came we came out of this like sort of uh storehouse of subconsciousness and things like that. And I kind of I have this idea that like when we do pass away one day, wherever that that next phase is, that next experience, um, that part of the memory is gonna be there. That that like subconscious will be like there and we'll be like, oh, like I've kind of done this before, but didn't. Remember, sort of like when you have a dream at night, right? You have a dream, yeah. And in your dream, like you know everything that's going on, even if it's like the most wild experience. You know that you're doing, like you can have a dream that you're like right. ho- holding a gun on some different planet, like chasing an alien or whatever, you know. But you know what you're supposed to be doing in that in that moment, you know. And then you wake up, you're like, well, "What? What was that all about?" I kind of think that, like, the subconscious mind kind of works like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This is very fascinating. Like the more. People like the more you guys learn about it, the more interesting it becomes. And you know, for those who are who are new to this, um, but those who are new to this, I think you guys are probably even more interested now since you guys are hearing this. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> if you yeah, stuck with if you stuck with us this long, chances <laughs> are you might be interested in this. You know, which is good. What so, do you say? What, what do you say to people who uh who think that this is like evil? Like, have you, have you come? Have you had experiences where people? Come across and like kind of, I'm sure you have. I mean, I have. I've had some criticism, not not much lately, but where people were like, you know, here, here's a pamphlet. Come to my, come to my church or <laughs> Jehovah's Iron- Witness church or whatever.
1: Ironically, it was New Agers online who size <clears throat> me. And um I remember there's one woman who blocked me just because of an image of a model who had like contacts for eyes, like all black, and she was wearing like fake horns. Yeah, and she had, like, all- Oh, like, just because of that, like, you got an attitude with me and block me. Like, that's art. That's scary art. <laughs> you just modeling. Like, come on. um, It's an awesome picture, too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's like, it was mostly New I thought they were supposed to overmind minded and whatnot, you know? And it just seems like, you know, they really only all about light. And it's just ironic that, you know, they just... Look down on people who don't fit their criteria, you
0: know, right? Right.
1: Love and light—that's not love. You're you're putting people down and judging me, and then blocking me and talking crap about me just because like I don't fit your criteria, or just because I don't wear sandals with socks or something. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> because you don't smell like you don't know, smell, like,
0: you know, smell like patchouli. You know?
1: <laughs> you know, you're not wearing
0: turquoise around your neck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're, you're wearing a Lucifer, Lucifer pendant right now. You know, I'm saying. <laughs> like uh, does, does does anybody ever like give you like weird looks for wearing that i mean probably like a lot of people don't actually know what that is i'm i'm guessing depending on where you live
1: surprisingly but- no one has said anything to be honest some okay. um there was i think there was one person who mentioned it um like he said he he complimented me about it um yesterday there was a girl um at red Robin up to get up and order for a customer and um i noticed she had um, pentagram earrings and um and that was pretty cool she had i think she was wearing a pentagram uh, necklace but i could tell like she was like kind of happy to see me like wearing it and whatnot even though we didn't even talk because she was working you know but that would cool have a conversation with her about you know stuff but it's it's very rare to come across people who are on our path where i'm from like I'm in Western Massachusetts, so like there's like a lot of churches, a lot of people who come off as narcissistic, but think they're better than you just because they're religious. And so it's, it's rare to come across people who are like us here. Oh, okay. Right. I've been to Salem though. Um Salem is nice though, and so it feels like home over at Salem.
0: At Salem, of course. <laughs> Of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in California, so like you wouldn't you wouldn't really be like an oddity here where I live either, to be honest, man. I mean, I, I mean, I do tend to see people with like Thor hammers around their neck and pent- pentagrams and stuff. I mean, I, I mean, it's not like a dime a dozen, but you do see it. Right. You know, it's it's definitely like out and about, you know, because yeah. I don't live in a Bible belt. I mean, I did at one point I lived in North Carolina. It right. was I mean, like there's like a church on every block, man. Like outside of Asheville, where I lived, Asheville ha- does have um, its share of this kind of stuff. <laughs> People like, yeah, like us, but hmm?
1: since so you mentioned, um, the Jonair, on um, Thor's Hammer, um, that's basically what it was because I was wearing my shirt with the rooms on it, and this guy, okay. said, like, oh, that's the room shirt, I said, yeah, the because the, the biggest room on it is the Solula room. Mm-hmm. With the other ones around it in a circle, so I was like, "Yeah," uh, I was like, "It's pretty cool that you know um, that because it's rare to come across that around here." He's like, "Yeah, I agree." <laughs> so <laughs> it was really nice that he pointed out to me that he re- he recognizes it.
0: Uh, that's pretty cool. So, but um, so the the criticisms that you had have come from probably like more like new age kind of hippie, yeah, people, hairy fairies. I like I like to call them. <laughs> stuff, you know? it, it seems uh, like
1: they still have that Christian programming
0: yeah i mean that's that's a that's a real heavy programming to to work with yeah you know, I, I've, I've even i mean even though i wasn't raised um like super conservative christian by any means but you know i was m- more open-minded household and and <laughs> stepdad and stuff like that so i really wasn't you know t- i didn't have like a typical kind of programming you know but um but I still even, but I still had some of it in there, you know, because even if you, even if a person's not raised a, a Christian per se, they still have Christian programming in there. And I can give them an example, morality, you yeah. know, like, like our, our morals in our country are very based at, I mean, to the point to where if you're nice to somebody and like give a homeless person, like a dollar or some sand or a sandwich to eat, people will often say that that's a nice Christian thing to do, even though it's not, that's not true. Right. You're just exactly. being a compassionate human being, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, religions can't cannot copyright
1: like, you know, values and being right. nice to someone and being loving. You know, exactly. That that, yeah. and that sucks. Is like, I, I to be honest, I kind of think about that every day because, like, it's like people are just automatically going to think of me as someone who's mm. not good just because what they see externally, instead of understand who I am internally. Is that okay? Yes. You know, I have my alternative grunge and um punkish look here and there. And I can already feel like what some people may think. And people like they're, they they are cool. I can feel that in their energy. But um you can just tell some who are really religious, older people who, you know, will look at me like, oh, okay, so he's probably like this. So he's probably has substance. he probably went to some of the struggles. Actually, no, like you go be all, all out golf and whatnot and you can still have such an amazing life be very positive enjoy life you know love to be happy and and be compassionate you know and a lot of people just they decide to have it in their mind and don't understand that because a lot of people are afraid of what they don't understand you know
0: very true and, and a lot of people are, are uh, conditioned to to judge a lot externally very much yeah. you know we have uh we come from a a culture of visual association pretty much you yeah. know like uh, like if a person looks this way then they're good and bad we have like that label and then there's like labels from from there and right. stuff though so yeah we're, it's it's a it's a good lesson to work with is to um like like how we judge and misjudge right. there's a lot and stuff though yeah because like 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 you know you, you if you i mean i wear a lot of black too you know so if you were like a lot of black and you have like a certain pendant pendant around your neck or a certain lug. Some people will see that, especially if you lived in the South, like if you and I were living in fucking um, Mississippi someplace, man, we, we would be like the oddities there, you know, right. <laughs> I, mean, just like, yeah. I mean, it would just be like, what do you mean? You don't go to church. <laughs> you know, <kind> yeah. of,
1: <laughs> um, it,
0: it can get pretty crazy. Um, oh, Yes
1: stuff like that <laughs> what i notice about those of us who are on this path even there are some of those who um, are not on this path who are you could say like goth or a turn of i notice we are like i said more compassionate and i noticed that we look out for each other so well even if online just know someone online like we're just we're more open-minded and you know, have our heart more open to interact and be nice to more people opposed to others who you may think that they would be very kind they seem nasty and narcissistic and like so competitive and judging this is nasty but i'm glad that at least that there's those of us who know how to connect with each other because we understand the struggle we understand being pushed away and bullied for being you know our selves and individuals
0: yeah and we are um on our own we're like going through our own process process right. stuff you know yeah. Do, doing this work is not easy. It's certainly not an easy, an easy thing, but, um, I don't know, like my idea is to just keep going. Yes. Keep going in there. Exactly. And like the, the, the more you keep going, the more you will discover parts of yourself that you didn't know was possible. You can get, you can get empowered that way. Exactly. So, you know, man, this has been a great conversation. I really, uh, appreciate Fantastic. you coming on. Um, I'd like to have you on again in the future, man. This is great. You know, um.
1: So is there anything else that you want to add before we close or? Um, I just want to remind everyone, you know, when it's new to you, just take your time and, you know, do what you can to keep yourself grounded and balanced. Don't rush anything. If you're not getting much results, that's fine. It could take some time. And one of the best things also to help the you know, manifestation manifestations to, you know, come through fast is you practice being present. It may not be a, a, a easy thing to get into. I do recommend reading the book, The Power of Now, by Eckhart Tolle. Um, It can be life-changing. It's a really good book. Um, There's so many benefits of being present. And so, yeah. And, um, you know, take care of yourselves. And I find it very important to practice self-love. You know, um, it really is, especially being in this cold world. You know, self-love is very important.
0: Absolutely. Totally, totally agree, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. And um, before we sign up, like... Oh man, thanks. You know, um, Yeah, so where can we find you? Where can people find you again?
1: You guys can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and um, I also got a WordPress of uh, some blogs of um, Ancient Blood and Light, and, um, on Lights. Uh, and my pages on Facebook, even my musical Archangel Wario. And um, I also got a business, uh, Psychic Readings. Um, it's called Adarira Eye Psychic Readings. You'll find that on Facebook as well.
0: All right. Giovanni White, Ethereal Eye, Ancient Bloodline of Light, uh, Archangel Royale, right? Yeah. Good music, by the way, man. Like, I'm I'm a big (laughs) prog head and stuff, though, and prog metal and stuff, though. Uh, Yeah, check out his work, guys. And thanks for tuning in to The Far Side of Midnight. And, yeah, it was good to be here. So we see you next time.
1: All right.